the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me this morning. Make sure you head over on Twitter and follow me at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Uh, make sure you follow our partners as well, Boone Pickens State, doing a fun logo bracket challenge right now, taking all of the Oklahoma State logos um, pretty much ever and putting them in a bracket, allowing you to vote and see what everyone's favorite Oklahoma State logo of all time is. Uh, and we're getting quite a ways through the bracket, getting some really good Oklahoma State logo matchups. You can check that out on Twitter at BP underscore state. You can also find Boone Pickens State on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Boone Pickens State. And make sure you head over to LockedOnPodcast.com to see everything the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer, including Chad Ford's big board is one of the leading NBA draft analysts for the past 25 years, has now joined the Locked On Podcast Network. You can also find Brady Trantham with Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder as we all attempt to get you through this extended offseason, this period of time in which we have no sports. Glad everyone is with me this morning. Let's talk a little Oklahoma State basketball, shall we? Oklahoma State landed what has to be one of the great names in college basketball, and, and I can imagine that Dave Hunziker is just drooling at the number of ways that he's going to be able to work flavors into his broadcast uh, because Farron Flavors committed to Oklahoma State. I talked about it yesterday. Uh, I told you he would be committing soon, and he has. 43.9% three-point shooter for Cal Baptist last year. He's now transferred over to Oklahoma State. He hit 93 threes last year and shot it at nearly 44%, which is really good because Oklahoma State is losing uh, pretty much all of its three-point shooting. Thomas Desagua, Lindy Waters, Cam McGriff, and Jonathan Laurent accounted for 156 of the 189 made threes for Oklahoma State last season. So having Farron Flavors in is going to be huge. And the reason this is such a big get, and he even talked about, and that's why yesterday I told you I thought that he was going to come to Oklahoma State, he talked about Cade Cunningham coming in and being able to play with elite-level talent. And, you know, I, I talked about the possibility of ice setting him up and of Cade setting him up. And ha- having Isaac Likely handle the ball. Having Cade Cunningham, obviously uh, best player in the nation, coming into Oklahoma State. Those things are all great. But what you need is spacing. Even with great players, you have to have spacing. If you're not able to space the floor, you're going to have problems. You, uh, you, you just have to have space for guys to operate. And Oklahoma State now has that with fair and flavors. Uh, hopefully they can add even another shooter. Oklahoma State now has one more spot left in the class of 2020. Could that go to Donovan Williams? Could that go to JT Thor? Something to keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully those guys will be committing here before too long and we'll get a better idea of exactly what Oklahoma State squad is going to look like next season. Uh, but it was a, a phenomenal get for Oklahoma State to land Farron Flavors. Uh, let's see if I can pull up his post here uh, of what he wrote whenever he committed to Oklahoma State. Uh, And this is Farron Flavors yesterday on Twitter with his commitment. He said, first, I want to say I hope everyone is staying safe during this crazy time. May God be with you and your family. Secondly, I would like to say thank you, God, for blessing me and putting me in this position to choose where I can play the game. 
the game I love. Also, I would like to thank Coach Cray and Cal Baptist for giving me a home to expand on my game, but most importantly, my faith. Next, I would like to thank all the wonderful institutions that recruited me during this process. I wish you all nothing but the best. With that being said, I will be committing to Oklahoma State University to play for Coach Poynton in Stillwater next season. Let's work. Go Pokes. So that's what Fair and Flavors had to say yesterday. Can't wait to see him uh, on the floor with Cade Cunningham, Rondell Walker, Isaac Likely, all those guys. Uh, it's going to be a fun team to watch next season. Dion Amade coming up with me here in just a few minutes. Uh, I'm gonna get, going to get his take on the name of the new Oklahoma State recruit, Fair and Flavors. What a good basketball name. Uh, we'll also talk to Dion a little bit about how he wound up at Oklahoma State. Hear a little bit more of his story Um uh, another bit of news and notes, Oklahoma State signing Matthew Alexander Moncrief, the Canadian four-star, uh, named the Canadian Player of the Year for the second year in a row. So Oklahoma State's had good luck in the past going to Canada, a.k.a. Chuba Hubbard. Perhaps Matthew Alexander Moncrief is another guy who can come in and have some success in Stillwater. Another bit of news, another headline, Marcus Smart is no longer um, carrying the coronavirus. He has been cleared of COVID-19, so good news there from Marcus Smart. Um, and then what else? Oh, yeah, the uh, eligibility vote yesterday it went exactly as everybody thought it uh, I thought it was a foregone conclusion. Some other people were talking like they weren't sure which way it was going to go. I thought it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. Spring athletes would be granted an extra year of eligibility. Winter sport athletes would not. And that's exactly what happened. So uh, baseball, golf, I believe tennis, those sports, uh, softball will be getting the extra year of eligibility. Baseball will not. Wrestling will not. Um, I I understand that for the athletes, for their families, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. I saw a tweet this morning from an Oklahoma State wrestler who was um, understandably upset that the NCAA denied um, these, these athletes, the ability to come back and finish out what they started. Uh, and, and I totally understand that. I also understand the side of, you know, nearly the entire season was played, uh, and it would throw a huge wrench in the tire to allow all winter sport athletes to come back. So, so I understand the NCAA's decision to not allow winter sport athletes another year of eligibility, um, but I, I certainly don't think that um, that those athletes have to accept it. I, I totally understand them being upset, and it's just it, it's a tough situation. It's not good for anybody. Uh, it's just one of those things in life that kind of is what it is. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, talk to Dion Imade on the other side. I want to remind everyone first to head over to Simply Green Pharmacy. Simply Green Pharmacy has everything you need that will get you taken care of uh, as you're probably going to be locking yourself in your house for a couple of weeks. Go stock up, get everything you need. They're sanitizing everything, wearing gloves. Uh, Nobody customers are allowed to touch the jars. Everybody's got social distancing, six feet. Uh, So make sure you go see them at Simply Green Pharmacy where they want to take care of you, the patient. You can also find them online at livesgf.com and then at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. Go see them. Tell them Locked on Pokes sent you. All right, going to take a break. Come back. Dion Amade joins me next. We're going to talk about fair and flavors, not the player, but the name. And then we're going to talk about Dion Amade, his journey to Oklahoma State. That's all coming up next here on Locked on Pokes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. 
back into Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Go find me on social media at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. And remember to follow our partners at BP underscore state. That's Boone Pickens State on Twitter and vote in the Oklahoma State logo challenge. Dion Amade joins me now as he does every Tuesday and Wednesday here on Locked On Pokes. Dion, you wore that uniform. You wore those logos on the side of your helmet. Do you have a favorite? Like, was there a uniform combo or a helmet that stands out to you from your time at Oklahoma State that you got really hyped whenever you saw it in your locker? Oh, man, I was a big uniform guy and still am. I'm seeing Robert Allen talk about this all the time before games, the uniform update and everything. I'm one of those guys that uh, can't wait to get on the Instagram and see what the jersey combo is going to be before the game that the Oklahoma State staff does a good job of putting out. But for me, I was uh, I don't know why, but I'm more of a, a solid look type of guy. So anytime, like I remember the first time we brought out the all-white for the New Jerseys in 2011 versus Missouri. Uh, man, I love those icy whites, man. I can't, I can't knock them. White shoes, white socks. White helmet, white jerseys. I love, I love the icy white, and then the all black is a classic combo. So you can't mess with the all black. So all black and all white was a was a fan favorite of mine. Yeah, the uh, the all whites are pretty clean. If you ask me, my favorite, I might go all whites. With the white helmet. Now, there's really? variations of the white helmet, though, because you've got the white helmet with the silver pistol pete on the side. You've got the old school white helmet that has like the old school OSU logo on the side. You've got uh, you've got the new school OSU logo on the side. Do you have a favorite helmet that went with that uniform? Uh, you know what? My favorite helmet. Well, of course, if it's, if it's with my favorite jerseys, it's going to be the all white or the all black. But my favorite helmet was the all gray with the black face mask that they kind of did away with because it was like that matte black gray, mm-hmm. and the way the the visor glimished off of it was just so clean man i remember we wore that for like a abc primetime game i believe i can't remember who was it against but i remember versus west virginia when we broke out the all gray look and the alumni didn't really like it so we never really did it again because they didn't they said it was not traditional osu colors but it was it was one of my one of my favorites yeah i pulled it up on google it's i like it but not as much as the all white like the all white we were we were lockstep like stride for stride on the all white, the grays were kind of they were okay. I mean, the, the grays were all right. I I don't know. Really, just, you weren't a fan of the grays? Man, they were just all right. I like the I like the white, black, and orange. I'm I'm a not not even a traditionalist because I like what Oklahoma State does with all of its uniforms, but I like the white, black, and orange look. Even I I like the solid white. I also like even like uh, during the the Mason Rudolph. James Washington era, they had like a, a black helmet with the sheriff badge on the side, the white jerseys, and then the orange yeah. pants. I even kind of <laughs> like that black, white, orange combo. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, uh, you know, against the black, white, orange combo. I remember it, it does bring up some, some pretty bad memories. I, let's just say oh, that Iowa yeah. State game kind of yeah, ruined the whole black, white, orange. Remember, but and but let me tell you the two uniforms that I'm not a fan of, and it just brings up back bad memories. You brought up one with the black, white, orange, and the all orange with the black helmet. Man, I every time I see those all with the orange jerseys and the orange pants, I just cringe because it's just just all, something just seems to go wrong every time we wear it. I remember 
my my junior year, my best friend Devin Hetchpeth uh, retoured his Achilles for the third time that oh. day versus like Louisiana Lafayette, and then I just and then there was a year, the year we wore them that that uh, it was homecoming and that incident happened with the parade. It's just like the all orange is just never. It always leaves me feeling uneasy. Oh, were those the uniforms for the uh, Kansas homecoming game? I believe so, man. Man, yikes, yikes. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I think we're we're in agreement though that the all whites are the cleanest uniforms Oklahoma State has. Yeah, I have a picture of me wearing the all white above my bedroom. It was also the what the uniforms nice. we wore the last game I ever played. So I'm well, a big fan of that. What was the last game you ever played? Uh, Cotton Bowl 2014 versus Missouri. Versus Missouri, which uh, which Missouri team was that? That was the team that they had. Uh, what's his name? Sam, the defensive end. Yeah, Michael Sam. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Michael yeah. Sam, and then they had Easley, and I think I can't remember who was the quarterback. I want to say it was at Frank's kid. But I can't. Remember. I'm not too sure, but they were pretty good that year. John I remember Lillian? they went to the SEC championship. We did not. We did not lost that game. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I remember they went to the SEC championship that year, and they yeah, lost. They did. Uh, I want to say Auburn. Uh, might have been. Might have been. Uh, six years ago, I forget who won the SEC championship game that year. I would have guessed Alabama by default, but it could have been Auburn. Um, yeah, because Missouri was yeah Missouri's SEC East, so it would have been Auburn, Alabama, LSU, one of those teams. Um, all right, let's talk about. I wanted to get your take on Oklahoma State's newest basketball player. Committed yesterday, grad transfer out of California Baptist. He's a 44% three-point shooter, yada, yada, yada. He's going to be great for floor spacing, all that good stuff. But that's not what we care about. We care about the fact that his last name is Flavors, as in his full name is Farron Flavors Jr. Flavors, Dion, I mean, that's a an elite sports name. Whenever we talk about it. I was thinking about your guy Dave Hunziker has to just be drooling at the thought of the number of ways that he can work the last name flavors into his broadcast. Oh my God. I, I want to like, I want to give Dave a call and just say, Hey Dave, I know this isn't really up your alley. I know, I don't know what you used to do back in, in the nineties and the eighties, but if you could just work in a flavor, flavor, I would, oh. you know, love that. <laughs> Anytime he knocks down a three, I would love to hear Dave Hunziker yelling, play for play. That should be his three-point <laughs> call for Fair and Flavors. That should be his three-point call. You I, remember, like, the Thunder guys on the Thunder broadcast have cha-ching the Thunder money ball. Uh, used to with Alex Abrinas. Uh, Brian Davis would say, si, senor. And it should be Flavor Flav. That should be Fair and Flavors' three-point call. <laughs> we have to get the okay from him. He might have grown up with that name all his life, and people have been right. saying that. For, for so long that he kind of hates it, but we got we definitely have to check in with him and make sure that it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a go uh, okay from him, and we can get that sound ready and going when he anytime he knocks down those three balls. Yeah, because he's going to be making a lot of threes next season because he's going to be about the only three point shooter on the squad. I don't know. We'll see what the new guys look like, but uh, I was looking this morning. Dion and let's see let me pull the number up yeah so Thomas DeZagua Lindy Waters Cameron McGriff and Jonathan Laurent who were all seniors so they're all gone now they accounted for 156 of Oklahoma State's 189 made threes last year 
That's, wow. almost, that's almost all of them. That means the rest of the team accounted for 33 made threes in about 30 games, so about one a game. Yeah. yeah what's the, I'm blanking on this, this young man's name right now. What's Kate Cunningham. Two? No, not Kate Cunningham. Number two for that was, was on, is on the current roster. He was a freshman this year. I want to say Chris, but uh, he uh, got hurt in the, late in the season. Chris Harris Jr. Chris Harris Jr. He seemed like he was capable of knocking down the three ball, and I would see, I would like to see the evolution of his game going into his sophomore year, especially coming off of injury. Yeah, it's going to be interesting seeing him, seeing the Boone twins, how they develop in year number two, and then seeing the freshmen come in. Because obviously, I mean, Cade Cunningham's going to be running the show. He's number one recruit in the country. He's projected number one overall draft pick. He's, he's going to be a pretty big deal on campus for a year. Dion, I want to take a break. I want to come back. Uh, and I want you to tell kind of your story about how you wound up at Oklahoma State. Give Oklahoma State fans more of a chance to know Dion Amade. So we're going to do that on the other side. Stay with us here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. I'm Colby Powell. Dion Imade joining me as he does every Tuesday and Wednesday. I want to remind everyone to go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. Simply Green Pharmacy has everything you need to get through this quarantine. Go check them out at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater, the intersection of Perkins and Redbud just east across the street from Apple Creek Apartments. You can also visit their website at livesgf.com. See everything that they have to offer. Go see them at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. That's Simply Green Pharmacy. And make sure, as always, to tell them that Locked on Pokes sent you. All right, Dion Amade with me again here today on Locked on Pokes. Now, Dion, I'm curious. We've, we've talked about Oklahoma State football. We talked a couple weeks ago about some of, some of your best games, some of your best memories. But I want to know how you wound up at Oklahoma State because during this period where we have no sports, we're talking a lot of recruiting, football, basketball, across the board. And, and I'm curious, what was – what was your recruiting process like? Um, what, what was your, your, all your rankings and stuff coming out of high school, the options you had, and, and what made you decide that you wanted to come up from Texas and be an Oklahoma State Cowboy? Well, you, you remember the whole you know, story about you never forget your, one, your, first, your first love, your first true love. Yep. Well, <laughs> well, for me, it was the first offer that I had ever received. And for, for a lot of guys that, that know the situation, once you get one offer, especially one big-time offer, all the other ones start to roll in, all the scouts start to come in, and, and that, that's when the recruiting process really starts to ramp up. So were you a junior now, when me, you got the offer from Oklahoma State? I was a junior. I was okay. a junior, and, and it was off-season. I remember the whole thing. Uh, I remember. What, what was that Jones process like? Was it, a, was it a phone call? Was it... Explain that to us, and and then take us through like kind of how you felt getting that first offer. Okay, so it wasn't a phone call. I remember I'd been getting coaches call me, and and everybody saying, you know, we want to come see you, we want to offer you. I even went to SMU's. I want to say spring, one of their spring practices, and they they wanted to offer me as well, but they never got the the paperwork in or whatever. So technically, SMU was my first offer. But it wasn't written in stone. But Coach Jones came down to one of my uh, off-season workouts and during spring down in, in Rolla, Texas, 
and uh, watch me work out, watch me do a bunch of one-on-one drills, and 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 watch and you know watch me do everything. And then he called me out of practice in the middle of the practice and said, "Hey, you uh, uh, we you like what we see? Been talking to you, like your game film. We want it. We're gonna. We're, I'm offering you right now." And I looked at him and I was like shocked at the fact because I thought they were just coming to like, you know, come see me in person to see how good I looked except for film, you know. I, and I remember that day like it was nothing. I had a great practice, man. We did one-on-one drills. I was shutting everybody down. I looked good during team period. And then it was in the middle of practice and he talked to my defensive coordinator, Coach Coons. And Coach Coons is calling me out of practice. And it was, it was strange because, like, Coach Coons, if you know, he's like this drill sergeant. Nobody interrupts nothing, da 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 And so he calls me out of practice, and I'm talking to this guy. He shakes my hand off of me and walk and, and, and proceeds to, to leave practice. And I was, like, overjoyed, over the moon. And I remember the first person I told my best friend, Austin Curtis, he's like, he's like, what what they say, what they say? Because he was on the side because the ones were taking a break. And he was like, he was like, they just offered me, bro. And he was like, what, what? And we were ecstatic. But I was like, I just, cool. I was so excited. I didn't know what to do it myself, man. And so I went back into practice. But football in Texas is your fourth period. And that's like the longest period of the day. That's the period you go to lunch. So after, after practice, I went to the cafeteria. And by the time I already got to the cafeteria, the word had spread around school. And I was in a situation where I was a junior and my older brother was only a year ahead of me. So he was still in school, but he wasn't in football anymore. And he had already, you know, gotten a little thing. So he was still in the same lunch period. And I remember walking into the lunchroom and everybody like talking and looking at me. And then my brother just literally beeline from one cafeteria to the end, just giving me the biggest hug, man. And he was like, bro, you did it, you did it, you did it. And he's like, I already called mom and dad. I'm like, really, bro? You couldn't even wait for me to share the news with my whole parents. You already told them. He was overjoyed, man. And I could I was the top of the school that day, and I oh man, it was a it was a great day. Man. That's it such a great, great story. Day. That is such a great story. So so once the Oklahoma State offer come in, did more offers start to come in? Did you commit right away? How long did you take to think about it? What was that process? It's a funny story, man, because the state has a funny way of working out. Other schools started to talk. Every state, everybody started to come in from all over the Big Twelve. Remember, I think Rice. SM, the Rice came in, SMU Tech offer finally came in, Iowa State, Kansas State, Kansas. And Kansas, funny enough, was the school that, like, it seemed like they really, really, really wanted me. And, you know, you got to go where you're appreciated. And they were sending letters every day, giving me phone calls, all the, the whole nine, and they really wanted me. And I remember... The, the day they were supposed to come check out my practice, I don't remember what happened. I don't think it was communicated to me by the coaching staff, but we were also, like, I gotta, you got to remember, I was I went to high school with uh, uh, Marquise Goodwin and Kyle Clemens. Kyle Clemens is now uh, a track star for Team USA, and he runs for, you know, Team Adidas and all that stuff, and he was a 400 god back in high school, so... And Marquise Goodwin, you got to remember, played Texas, played football for the Texas Longhorns, was went to the Olympics, uh, is with the 49ers right now. So those guys, you know, kind of propelled our track team to winning two state championships in the state of Texas in the highest classification. Okay, that was unheard of for our our small little town. But with that being said, 
it, it was in a situation where we were going, we were getting ready for state, and I was an alternate on the relay team. So I went to practice to track practice instead of going to spring football practice. And I remember our coach was livid because the fact of the matter is Kansas came to that practice and it was raining. So we oh. went to go practice at our, 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 one of our home stadiums, HBJ stadium, instead of practicing at our, our, our field at the campus. And so when that happened, I decided to stay and stay at track practice instead of going to football practice. And, when Kansas showed up, they're looking around and they go to our head coaches like, Hey, where's Dion Amade? And the coach is looking around like, uh, I don't know. And so when that day comes, coach, coach Harden is so livid, not just at me, but my track coach. And so me and him go into his office when they come back from practice and he's giving both of us a stern, it was the first time I had ever gotten in trouble with an adult. <laughs> Oh, so enough, shout out to Coach Nanez because he takes the brunt of the, the he's like, it's my fault, Coach, if we should have communicated. Da, 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 da. He's like, no, Keanu, you've got to be responsible. You're making me look bad in front of Division One football coaches. And what is going on here? And so I'm just like, sorry, Coach. Da, 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 da. So apparently Kansas was going to come offer me that day. But they, because I wasn't at practice, they, weren't, they didn't get to have the opportunity to. And so the next day, like the next couple of days, I commit to Oklahoma State because they have already three DBs who's already committed and they got two that they already offered and they only have like two more spots. So it's like three guys that they're looking at and there's only two more spots. So I said, forget this, I'm going to Oklahoma State. And, <laughs> and then a couple of days later, Kansas comes in with the offer and they're, they're, they're a little too late. So uh, Kansas Jayhawks, they're uh, a little <laughs> a little late and uh, behind Oklahoma State once again. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that's a great story, though. And, and it's nice to know. I mean, obviously, it probably wasn't great sitting there getting yelled at by your by your head coach in high school. But it's nice to know that he cared that much. And, and that's why he was so upset, because like you told your track coach, you're making D look bad in front of Division One football programs. He wanted you to have the opportunity to have as many offers as you could right. and, and decide where you wanted to go. So it's nice to know that he cared that much, that he was that upset that you weren't there to, to get another offer and, and expand your opportunities at the next level even more. That's kind of nice, even though it resulted in you getting yell that yeah that's, that's very true and I, I remember that day like it's nothing i remember my brothers everybody was everybody on the track team was laughing i didn't i couldn't miss any more spring practices so that was because i had worked out a really good deal where i was you know the alternate on the relay team that was going to state and then i was going to practice like after track practice and i was only practicing for the last like 30 minutes of practice so you had a swing gear which is the part that i love I had a sweet gig, and I ruined it all by that one uh -huh. Kansas recruiter coming coming in to offer me a scholarship, and I wasn't there at practice. <laughs> so here's the question. Did you get a state championship ring for the track team? We we got two. <laughs> okay, but you were on we the team. Two. So you were, like, you, you were part of the track team then. Definitely. Definitely part of the track team. Definitely got two state championship rings to prove it. And, uh, man, that's a story that uh, – you're going to take home to, to the grandkids. So what'd you run? You said you were a relay alternate. What is that? 400 a man, 100 a man? Yeah. Four, four by one. So that was the 100, 100 meters. By how, how every four how, person runs one run 100. How fast were you running 100 meters? Ah, uh, man. I, I don't even remember my time to, to tell you the truth. I want to say I was like, 
11, 11, 5, 11, 6. I can't remember. That's I can't honestly remember. But, hey, man, it, it wasn't fast enough to be on the relay team, but it was fast enough to be an alternate. Right. Well, how fast was Marquise Goodwin running the 100 in high school? From Marquise was running the 100 in like 10 2 back then, like 10. I want to say 10 2 or 10 stupid. 1. Stupid. As an 18 year old, that is stupid. Bro, he was moving. Uh, yeah. He was moving. Yeah, was he ridiculous. is a speedster. Uh, that's a great story. That's a great story. Glad we heard that. Uh, I want to hear more stories tomorrow. You join us tomorrow as well? Of course. All right, tomorrow maybe we'll get some, uh, some freshmen on campus Dion Amade stories. You got any of those? Don't I, don't I ever. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a plan. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks, Dion. All right. Thanks. Nice, nice talking to you, Kobe. Yep, absolutely. All right. That's Dion Amade. We will be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening once again to Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>